This is The Guardian. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week he has a candid conversation with guests, including Prime Ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Last week, it emerged that at least 43,000 people may have incorrectly been given a negative PCR test result. And because of this, the UK Health Security Agency, formerly Public Health England, has halted testing at a private COVID lab in Wolverhampton. They'd taken a lateral flow test and tested uh, positive on that. They came here to a government-run site, had the PCR test, and then the PCR result was coming back negative, and this kept happening. So an investigation was launched, NHS Test and Trace have got involved, and they've discovered that there's no problem with the kit, there's no problem with this site. It is an issue with the laboratory uh, in Wolverhampton. It's called the Immensa uh, Health Clinic in Wolverhampton. The incident has caused a lot of confusion and concern, especially from people who actually tested positive at home using lateral flow tests. 11-year-old Ashton took a total of 10 rapid lateral flow tests. All of them were positive. Yet three PCR tests came back negative. His mother, who runs a care company in Bristol, has lost trust in the testing system. But scientists started noticing these anomalies in the testing data at the beginning of September. So why has it taken so long to track down the source of these errors? And what could the consequences be? From The Guardian, I'm Anand Jagatia, and this is Science Weekly. Kit Yates, you're a mathematical biologist at the University of Bath and you've been following this story for a while. When did scientists first realise that something a bit strange was going on with people's test results? It's been going on for a while, maybe about six weeks now. So early September, we started seeing odd things happening in the data. We saw big drops actually across the country when schools went back, which is a bit of a surprise. But in particular, we saw big drops more so in the southwest than anywhere else. So that was sort of the first sign that we thought something odd might be going on with the data. 
we were hearing lots of anecdotal reports as well as seeing stuff in the data of people reporting having had positive lateral flow tests followed by negative PCR tests, often multiple positive lateral flow tests followed by sometimes multiple negative PCR tests, which is very strange because actually, although lateral flow tests have a a bad reputation in, in some quarters, if you get a positive result from a lateral flow test, you're overwhelmingly likely to be positive. They're actually very reliable if you get a positive result. So seeing a, a negative PCR following that up, which people regard, you know, PCR as the gold standard, was was a very strange occurrence. Yeah. And so how did people kind of work out what was actually behind this phenomenon? It sounds like there was a bit of a scientific detective work going on where people were analysing the data, coming up with different theories. Could you walk us through what was going on there? There were a number of different potential reasons why this might be happening. Some people were suggesting it was a dodgy batch of lateral flow tests, which was causing people to test positive, and then the PCR was actually the correct result. Other people were hypothesizing that there was a new variant, which maybe was still picked up by the lateral flows, but wasn't being picked up by the standard PCR test. That had happened before in France, actually, about six months ago, there was a a variant that didn't get picked up by the PCR um, and actually, there had been some well-publicized stories of, of kids faking lateral flow device results with soft drinks, although I think for it to have happened on such an industrial scale seemed pretty unlikely at the time. No, that would be impressive. And I remember reading about this in the summer. It was kids using fruit juice and Coca-Cola and things to fake a test result. There are a number of videos circulating on social media which encourage kids to use fruit drinks on their lateral flow COVID tests because they'll get a positive test result and therefore a day off school, perhaps even more. So we're going to put it to the test and see what happens. So Kit, there were all of these theories floating around. What happened next? We had to try and sort of sleuth it out. And actually scientists who are better than me spent a lot of time looking at this. Uh, So places like Cheltenham were averaging around 60 positive results a day and that suddenly dropped off to about five six or seven a day for a couple of days and then it stayed low we're also looking at things like pcr positivity rates so the number of positives divided by the number of tests being done that dropped dramatically it halved in about five days and that just doesn't happen in the data it usually takes a few weeks even after a lockdown for the pcr positivity rate to happen we saw places with very high rates suddenly become places with very low rates almost overnight so there were these clues that something was going on and it was possibly in the PCR tests and there was one very strange feature which was usually if you look at the data coming in by what's called specimen dates the date the test was taken you see that the most recent days are actually lower than previous days even if cases are flat because we're waiting for those results to come in they take a bit of time to be processed But what we were seeing in these local authorities that seemed to be affected was that we were seeing the most recent days being the highest, which is really unusual. And that reflects the fact that lateral flow tests were being taken and registered quite quickly. People register them as soon as they've taken the test and they've been registered as positive. But then when the PCR tests were coming back negative, those lateral flow tests were being removed in the earlier data. So you were seeing this upward trend, which is really very unusual. Right, so positive results from the lateral flows were being taken out of the data when the PCR results came in as negative, and then that changed how the data should usually look. So there's all these alarm bells going off. How did we get to this announcement that we heard last week, that it was down to this one lab in Wolverhampton? We'd been putting a lot of of pressure on, on 
places like the UK Health Security Agency to investigate this when we found out that there was a problem, in particular in the last few weeks in, in early October, when it became abundantly evident from all the anecdotes we were hearing that this was clearly a problem. So in the end, presumably, the UK Health Security Agency tested all their labs and found out what was happening. But in terms of how they discovered the problem, it isn't quite clear yet. And actually, all these sorts of things we, we really need more transparency on. Okay, so we don't yet know exactly what was going on inside the lab to cause these mistakes, but they were happening for quite a long time. So the question is, why wasn't it flagged sooner? Why didn't somebody realise what was going on? Because surely labs should have ways of detecting errors like this. There should be strong quality assurance processes in every lab across the country. There have been suggestions that this lab was brought back online for sort of surge testing when schools were going back. We know that there would be a rise in PCR testing and and people were worried that perhaps the quality assurance processes had been bypassed to get this lab back online as quickly as possible. Certainly we've been told that they processed 400,000 tests since the start of September when they came back online And the UK Health Security Agency have suggested that 43,000 people will have been given false negative results. Just doing a bit of back of the envelope maths, the current positivity rate is about 12%. 12% of 400,000 is about 48,000. So it suggests that very few of the tests they processed in the lab ever came back positive. Maybe about 5,000 of these 400,000, which gives you a positivity rate of about 1, 1.25%, which is so much lower than the national rate. Presumably something should have been spotted in the fact that they were seeing so few positives and really someone should have spotted that. And it shouldn't have taken sort of amateur data scientists and scientific sleuths to, to point out this problem. And the the worrying thing really in the case of this story is that, as you've said, potentially you know upwards of 40,000 people who have COVID, don't realise it. And so there's a lot of missed infections there. What impact could that have then on onward transmission and case numbers and spread? And can we see anything in the data yet? Yeah, the ramifications are potentially huge. People who were testing positive on lateral flow and then getting negatives on PCR were being told, trust the PCRs, even though we know statistically that a positive lateral flow makes you overwhelmingly likely to be positive with COVID. And they were being told, go back into work, go back into school. And potentially they were taking COVID into schools and and infecting their colleagues or their classmates. And we're already starting to see the numbers in the regions that we think were affected rise. We need to be a little bit careful about interpreting that at the moment because some people will be getting retested who were were positive and should have been uh, positive before. And people will have been hearing about the problem and going to get tested. But it's almost certain that there will be big increases in COVID rates in these regions and the consequences that come with those case increases are hospitalizations and deaths, unfortunately. And then finally, I suppose one thing that this whole debacle has thrown into light is the way that we should be thinking about our test results. And we've mentioned before that the PCR has kind of been thought of throughout the pandemic as the gold standard and the lateral flows are a bit kind of like the unreliable, ugly, flaky sister. (laughs) Um, But if I get a positive lateral flow test tomorrow, what should I do? Well, if you get a positive lateral flow test, given that rates are currently very high in the country, it's very likely that you're positive. You should get a follow-up PCR as well. 
but you should isolate as soon as you get a positive lateral flow test um, if, if you're able to do that and, and change the, the way that you're behaving uh, and be aware that you almost certainly do have COVID. I think one thing that we need to be careful about is the fact that this one or seemingly one rogue lab shouldn't damage people's confidence in PCR testing. The PCR tests are still very accurate and reliable. It seems like this one lab has not been doing a proper job of testing with their PCR tests. On Friday, the UK Health Security Agency published an online statement which said that, quote, this is an isolated incident attributed to one laboratory and that the number of tests carried out by the Immensa lab are, quote, small in the context of the wider network and testing availability is unaffected around the country. They also said investigations are underway into the precise cause. The chief executive of the Immensa Health Clinic, who runs the lab in Wolverhampton, said, We are fully collaborating with UKHSA on this matter. Quality is paramount for us. When the Guardian approached the UKHSA with further questions about how they identified the lab and what had actually taken place, they told us they didn't have anything further to add. The Guardian will continue to follow this story, so keep up to date with it and all of our COVID coverage at theguardian.com. And thanks to Kit Yates for joining me today. We'll be back on Thursday, when Shivani Darve will be looking at the eco-group Insulate Britain and what their divisive tactics are actually trying to achieve. I think I can probably say that all of them would rather be doing something else with with their time than, you know, getting hauled off roads and threatened to be run over. But they see this as the only way to really try and get some sort of meaningful movement towards the solutions for the climate crisis. This is The Guardian. Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week, he has a candid conversation with guests, including prime ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. 